Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're going to talk about romance and RPGs. And when I looked this up, it <laughs> gave me a bunch of video games or computer games. I never thought about that. I had never even thought of it. That even makes even less sense to me, romance and video games. So I'm going to let Saul give you some clues as to what this means. Romance in, romance in RPG games usually... For most people, that involves a player character with a non-player character, right? A character that's talk about D&D. He has a wife or she has a husband or whatever way you want to talk about that at home as while they go adventuring. Whether it's going into dungeons and killing monsters or doing a Kessel Run in the six part six. You know, people are left behind and that's a love interest and that's sort of romance in gaming. And this is really cool if it is not, you know, doesn't have, the GM doesn't use it as the Aunt May syndrome, you know, like Spider-Man. Aunt May is only there to get in trouble. That's all she ever does. And Superman, Superman, and Spider-Man has to go help her out. That gets old. That gets tiring. But if you could use Aunt May or the, the love interest, whatever, however that may be, as a way of propelling the story forward or introducing different aspects of gaming of adventures and stuff into the game i think it's pretty cool but if they're only there like to scream and falling off the cliff held up by the evil villain the 10th time that aunt may gets in trouble then it gets kind of old i've never been in a game where that happens (laughs) yeah usually well we don't have a lot of people who role play right we have a bunch of mini maximizers who want to just beat up people and take their stuff and get more powerful and powerful this is usually not a game for those type of players so that's one instance are there other instances sometimes there's love interest between two player characters now this is kind of more interesting because it's always evident in the game or not always evident but it props up more often and it's instigated not by the by the gm but by the players right because though they're interested with each other where however that may be and so there's that dynamic of a decision when there's a decision to be made whether to say one a or b they're going to go with b because that's who they are in love with whether secretly in love or not that's up to the players and you know and interesting dynamics happens then too right between two players depending on how it's played other player characters other players can get tired of that okay john and Susie are so there can be problems with that there could be problems but i think if people are adult about it i don't think it's such a big deal and it adds a very interesting dynamic to the group dynamics of the of the of the, of the adventuring party right because you know if they're tied together you know that if there's a decision to be made they're going to make that critical decision concerning their partner first or at the top of the list than to save fred and john over there in the corner <laughs> okay yes and i can see there can be problems with that there could or be problems there with that, could be, or... but that's that, but people do make those kinds of decisions, yes, right? Yes. Whether to save a stranger or save somebody you know, let's say in a fire, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a fireman. Uh, I've never been in that situation, but I don't know. I think you try to save everybody. You try to save everybody, right? But if you can't save everybody, probably save the person who's closest to you, <laughs> closest to your heart, and I mean not phys- not physically closest to you. So that may play a part. I don't know. So there's many different aspects of romance in RPGs. And one of the things is, did you know that there are actually romantic RPGs written? (laughs) Well, that doesn't surprise surprise me now. But if it was 20 years ago, it would surprise me. There's actually a romance trilogy collection 
written by Emily Kerr Boss. And this this trilogy, the first the first book is called Breaking the Ice. It's a romantic comedy RPG where for two people that focuses on the first three dates and they <laughs> they forge connections with each other. And the game requires no setup, can be played in one evening, and is easy to explain for non-gamers, such as significant others that might want to get into gaming, or new partners curious as to what the big deal is. The second one is a tril- is a, in the trilogy is Shooting the Moon, <clears throat> and this game focuses on romantic tension, the love triangle. So it's for three players. Oh. And then there's the third game is called Under My Skin, which is a, the game that explores the big event style of romantic story where a wedding, a funeral, or other big life event shakes up the connection between people. And there's ample ample opportunity in the game for hookups, breakups, and other dramatic ways for relationships to grow and change. So that's literally a romantic RPG. <laughs> I wasn't really... <laughs> and I'm going to tell you right now that since I play with a bunch of teenage boys and one of them is my son... Um, this is not going to be a game that we play. No, no, no. I mean, that... This is a totally different... In a totally different genre for me. Right. And me too. I had not heard of that. I've heard of... No, I had not heard of that. I shocked him. You did. You that's should see his weird. face. So, that's kind of weird. I mean, I think it's interesting. The first one would be interesting. The second... The last two. I don't know about those. But the first one is Breaking the Ice. I think that's interesting because that... that that's played between two people, and it's exactly that. When it says two people, does it mean the GM and the person? Well, I think those games are probably GM-less, right? Ah, okay. It's a GM-less game. I don't know about that, but... I'm guessing, because you could say there's a third person there going, no, no, no. <laughs> no, that guy, that guy happened. That'd be funny. That'd be funny, though. So, that's a totally <laughs> different aspect that Saul wasn't expecting, yeah. and I thought I would share that with him since... That. In my research, I discovered that. Uh, uh, how, those books must be available like online, right? Um, like PDF format. Let me see. I'll tell you. Sorry. So that's kind of interesting because I had not even thought of that aspect of romance and gaming and having a whole role-playing game based on it. But I was thinking more along the lines of like, well, what I just discussed. But then there's also the idea that let's say you, you play a game and the GM assigned says that you're married or the GM tells you that your character is married or is... Romant- romantically involved. So the the this romance trilogy is available in PDF and print PDF combos, and in February this article was written in February of 2017. So oh, um, so it's already so been out it, for it a while. said for Valentine's Day it's a, it, ah. they have a special. So so there you go. So it's been out for two two years at least. That's pretty weird. I've not heard of that one. I hear a lot about it. There's the GM assigns uh, a wife or a husband to a character. So. When people write their characters up or make their create their characters, a lot of times people do backstories and yes. have a wife or husband or or something like that. A lot of times, tragically, they have been killed, and <laughs> that is their motivation for killing all the orcs that they see. <laughs> That's true. That, so they have a wife or a husband, but they're dead. That they went tits up. So, so, so that is one aspect of yeah. romance and that's not and very much romance there's not a lot of romance but it's a it's a tragic story about why you are the i'm not way talking you are. about that okay so and then you have the idea that there's two players at the table that mutually are flirting with each other or their characters the characters are married or but not that the character the two people may not even be 
So the Together. two guys, the two guys that two are guys, two yes. guys that are have these a woman character and a man character, or two or man characters, or two whatever. women characters, or whatever non gender specific <laughs> characters. Yeah, the two people involved, not necessarily involved in real life, but they could be playing involved in the game. Or there could be two people that are interested in each other, and their characters flirt with each other because they're interested with each other. Well, yeah, that yeah that does happen, I guess. That would be kind of hard for. Well, I don't know. That'd be hard as long as everything is mutual and nobody's being weird. Yes. And depending no on your rolls. table rules and the people you're playing with, that kind of thing. Then, then there's the there's the guy who guy or woman who falls in love with one of your NPCs that you didn't realize he would fall in love with <laughs> and wants to go out with them. Then what do you do? Well, you role play that, right? That's what we are here for. Would We're, you be comfortable with that? I would. Yes. I don't know if, how much role playing I would get into that. You know, because the problem with that is that you're role playing with one person and to the exclusion of the rest of the table. Right. But that, and, but you know, as long as you don't take too much time and probably not get too specific if it evolves into a physical relationship, then you know, I have no problem characters, players falling in love with NPCs or even other characters. As know? long as every everybody's comfortable with it, yes. and I would definitely put an X card out on the table if that happened. And, yeah, I guess. And, I mean, I, you know. Yeah, definitely. But for our home group, I, I don't see that happening. No, because right. there are a bunch of teenage boys yes. and older guys that you know they're really boys. into the they're really into the guns and the and or swords, depending on the game we're playing. Yeah. So I think that that's true. I think that would be that's what I'm talking about, not the the actual romantic yes, RPG. Yes. So those are the two types that I researched. Yeah. But there's also this type that. I know Saul is used in his games, in his Tecmo game, uh, where he gives people out. And a lot of GMs do this. I haven't played in these games, but I would like to. It would be interesting. They give you secret things that you know about the other players or that you're in love with such and such player yes. and not the player, the character. And then <laughs> yes. during the that, that adds to the role-playing aspect of, I don't know, how. Of how me. they're going to act and react to things, right? So in Tecmo, you're right. I have... I ran a game and it was, I really liked it. I really liked running that game and it was pre-made characters and everybody, everybody in the game, every player, every character in the game had a secret and the secrets ranged from being in love with somebody, having a relationship with somebody or killing somebody and witnessing something that happened and stuff like that. So it was all, I tried to integrate it as much as possible and there was reasons for that just to add more tension to the group. And because Tecamel is a very intrigue-oriented game. That's true. So the idea that, you know, you know things about other characters is kind of built into it, right? Yeah, and so the thing is that other, char other characters know things about your character, but you don't know which one or what. So that's so what if you're if you're the one that killed somebody, you know somebody in your party knows, but you don't know how or, or what, what they, they know. know. Right. So and that And that's what happened. It was that. And it worked out great in every game that I ran. I ran it three times. And each one was vastly different than the other, and everybody acted differently. You know, with the same information that I, that I, with the same characters that I, and the same connections that they had to with every other player. In each player. different game that you played. Every, correct. I used it to enhance probability of of role playing in the game, and that role playing was adding uh, uh, relationships between characters, and not everybody was related or was in a relationship with other characters, but. There were reasons I did that because the game about intrigue, Tecmo, Empire, Pro Throne, no matter which one you, which rules you use, but it's a very intrigue-filled world. 
So along with intrigue, there's also a lot of fooling around and murderous plots and stuff like that. And so all this really ratcheted up the tension and it ratcheted up the idea that, that there were other things other than on the surface of, what, of the game that was presented, right? Everybody knew what the mission was because it was mission-oriented goal game. But underneath it, there were different reasons why they would want the mission to succeed or not succeed or maybe not succeed. You know, there was different, depending on what pl player wanted to do. So if you've never played Tecamel or what is it, Empire of the Petal Throne, right. um, it's a game that is steeped in um, like clan-ish stuff yes. and also hierarchical stuff. So Correct. there's people that are higher level in social standing Correct. and they get treated differently than the lower level people or the, what is yes. that thing that, that is like an alien that smells <laughs> the green thing the, with arms. The Aragoya. Yeah. So there's different kinds of species. Isn't there another one too? Oh, there's all kinds of different and so, species. But the, but the, the characters, so it's intrigue. So it's like a palace intrigue. Yes. And so it makes it a very interesting game. And so that when you say, intrigue you're thinking about you know who is highest ranked and all that kind of stuff and maybe the lower ranked person <coughs> likes the highest ranked person is going to protect them with their life or something like correct that. people have their own uh, reasons for doing things they have their own plots everybody has a plot or everybody has a has a reason for doing what they're doing i threw in romance between characters because i wanted to have that extra amount of layer of role playing possibility and also reasons for why they acted a certain way in the game, possibly. They could have ignored it and and just left it at that. But some did in the game and some didn't. And it was really, like I said, it was really interesting to see how different people reacted with the same character and the same uh, ties that they had to each other. And I really liked it. And so uh, definitely ro ro no, there wasn't much romance, but there was romantic interest in that game it gave it a different layer and it gave an it a extra different layer. layer yes exactly which is one of the things that when i was reading about romantic plots which i had never even thought about because <laughs> dude i play with kids they were kids they were boys they weren't interested in romantic plots now if i had been if i had any girls in my life that i got to play with then that might have been different right because they might be more interested in you know every time i played with kids that are girls they're more interested in loving the creatures and taking care of things than then like killing them yes so yes. so it kind of changes the the plot so i think that that translates into teenagers and adults a lot of people have those interests in having a romantic plot right but I think and so and i read that it's about only about 40 percent of gamers who actually are comfortable with having romantic plots in wow. their in their in their line but there's different kinds of things you can do to enhance your game by putting a, a romantic plot, which doesn't necessarily have to be romance, romance, right? There's the forbidden love. So one of your characters is in love with somebody they're not supposed to be right. or something Roman like that. Roman Juliet. Yeah. Oh, or it gives them a, it gives it a, maybe, you know, and if you really want to mess with your players, <laughs> you could, you know, make one of them in love with another one of them and that in reality they don't like or something you know something oh i see that, you know like well, give them a, a special you you've fallen under a love potion well, and you know or something like that i probably wouldn't be that controlling over another person's character but i would definitely have a character an npc maybe apart from npc possibly fall in love with a character or pursue a character now you know i probably wouldn't do it to certain players because they get all squirmy and weird about it but other 
players would have no problem being the object of someone's affection, right? And the problem that might that might arise with the other with the group because some people may not like, you know, he gets pref- preferential treatment, right? He gets asked to go to the to this the palace when everybody else has to stay in the slums. You actually did that with one of the characters, Asha, that I played, or was not Cassandra, but you were we were went somewhere because she was a and the kids thought it was hilarious that <laughs> you know some guy some some guy in the palace was like wanted to falling to, on fawning over you yes yes well you are have like the charisma what 17 yes some crazy number and you're a diplomat and you're a noble oh no it was it wasn't a uh it was in the desert yes he wanted to buy you yes yes the boys didn't like that yeah they, they didn't like that they liked it and they didn't they, they liked they thought it was funny but they go no no you can't have it and then he, <laughs> he kept offering more and more gold and what's funny is that i think my son was the one that was like hmm, that's a lot of gold we're giving out <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're gonna sell me? <laughs> it was hilarious. Like at first, they were, everybody was emphatically no, right? And then as the guy just kept throwing more and more money on the table, my brother, go, my brother, my my son goes like, hmm, that's a lot of money. And if we divide it, we don't have to give her any money because she's be gone. So that's a share gone. So we get actually more money. That was pretty funny. So it kind of shows you how much of a sell sword my son is at times. So. But yeah, exactly. And I thought, and I threw that in simply because I wanted to see what everybody's reaction was. I wanted a little le- levity in the game because it was like you guys were like going through the desert and fighting monsters and we're having a tough time. And this guy was like a, you know, he was. A, he was a nomadic prince. Yes. Well, or something know. nomadic. He was, something is probably a slave dude. trader. Yeah, he was very, very rich dude and, and saw the. The need to have an, add another one to his harem, but yeah, I thought it was very neat. I thought it was very you and Kathy are obviously women in the game, and they play female characters. So. Ian plays a female character too. I forget. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh well. Or yeah. Okay, I forget. Well, the, I see. I wouldn't want to pursue him with a man, right? Because he'd be all funky about it, right? Yeah. But I was so that's knowing your players, right? So I did I express some like remember you guys went to dinner and yes. there's some guy trying to flirt with you guys. Yes. And you're like we're on business, kind of. You know, we're here. We're not here flirting. No, they were there to like make it this this big entrance about themselves. You know, to we were actually role playing, yes. which threw everybody off to start with. It even threw Saul off. So it was hilarious. It was good, and they're all you know, you know beautiful women. You know, and the characters are. And they were having dinner, and so you know they're obviously dining alone, unescorted. So Noble took interest in in Kathy's character, I believe, because yes. she was kind of muscular. The fighter. She's a fighter, right? And she's a performer too, yes. I believe. This guy was like making, you know, asking her all these questions, and she's like, "Oh, and she's and the, and the you're right. The boys were having a little bit of a not a fit, but they were like, man, this is kind of boring." And but but you guys actually got a lot of information. You got a lot of help from doing that. Yes. So it was actually pretty neat. Romance in the game could be simple flirting with NPCs and to get information or to enhance the the role playing aspect of of the situation. And I thought that went pretty well. And every time I've used it, it's gone pretty well. It might work better than interrogation. <laughs> definitely, definitely, and a lot less grotesque and gruesome i guess other things you can use the romance in in role-playing game is just to change the tempo of the game the temp the tempo yes kind of throw your players for a loop right you know they're not expecting something like that as long as you pick a person who will be comfortable with who will be comfortable with with that kind of interest in in and being a role I'm player. gonna I'm gonna suggest here that if you have one girl in the group, don't pick her. Right. Pick a guy that is gregarious and likes yes. that way in real life, and you know make the NPC or whatever you know 
Yeah, I would not pick on this if you have a sole female character. Uh, not pick on her to be the the love interest of somebody, or or say this person you know is says you're beautiful and if you are available, and then leave it at that. But don't just pick just pick that person. Use uh, men too. You know, there could be a a, a rich widower out there yes. who who falls in love with a character, and that would be better because that that would you know. It wouldn't be so striking and so obvious and so what's it overt overt and but you got to be careful with that. So there's you don't want to yeah. be the GM that the poor woman in your group thinks is hitting on her yes. because <laughs> and I've heard horror stories about yes, this. So so that's why I say maybe you know pick the a gregarious guy and maybe the captain of the guard likes him. Yes. Oh, there you go. And yeah, make it interesting or orc right uh, half orc. Uh, Run, people, run. <laughs> so there's always the secret of a loved one. Yes. So if you haven't killed off your wife in in your backstory, <laughs> then Saul, that could be where Saul is talking about the Spider-Man Aunt May thing. But I wouldn't use that more than once because that would... It'd get old. Yeah. But, you know, you could, you could use it for a way of... Or you could just say, as the GM, you could say, you know which town this person comes from, and you could say, oh... Uh, have somebody tell you a rumor that this town is under attack and the people are being stolen or something then right what it does too is adds element of role playing because if the adventure is married or has a love interest or is you know has somebody waiting at home and you're adventuring for a year well weird things could happen and like well you know you get a letter saying hey where are you you know that kind of thing and so that the, the, there's that aspect of having to go home and Make sure that the person you're married or involved with is still there. And oh, your alive. wife could think you have died yes. and remarried. and remarried, right. So that would be interesting too, right? So you come back home finally and then, uh, and, oh, I married the, the merchant because everybody, you were gone over a year. Nobody had heard from you. And you legally, you're considered dead, right? I filled out the, all the paperwork. <laughs> it adds an element to making characters more rounded, more believable. And I think it's pretty neat, right? <laughs> Stared at me. I think it's a very interesting aspect you could add to any game, whether it's uh, flirtation, uh, flirtation, whether it's an actual person who's married, or or anything under anything that can be considered romantic, right? And so what it adds is it makes the world more believable because usually, like my current group of of adventurers, they're all single. They obviously don't care about anybody anybody <laughs> but themselves, right? If they have a home, they haven't been to it in years and years and years, right? Most of them don't have a home. And yes, most of them don't have a home. You're right. They're homeless. They're they are they're homeless people. They're for you. They're mercenaries. You're the only one that has a home that I know of. Everybody else is the home's been destroyed, or they don't ever want to go back to it, and they really didn't really say where they were from, or mysteriously they don't know where they're from, or or somewhere they're from somewhere. Not necessarily specific. You're the only one that has. Or a their home. town was destroyed. Well, I don't remember that one, but yeah, of course. What it does, it, it does add an element of role playing that a lot of games usually don't have, simply because a lot of players don't think about it. But a romance, you know, romance definitely is something that can that can add what that believable factor or make it more real. Right, game. because the adventures have formed friendships, right? Right. Because they're with each other. With each other. Even though they're a very quirky group and yes. 
they still like each other for the most part. Wow. Although, and adding intrigue and romance and stuff like that is a very, it, it adds to the story. Yes. Makes it believable. It makes it believable and it gives you more role playing chances. Chances, right. Although, I just, you should be careful. Yes, and, always be careful. And make sure people are comfortable. And if they're not comfortable, then stop. I think you know, I think you, as a GM, if, you're, if you've been playing with the group, Long enough, you can kind of gauge who's comfortable in your group with a romantic uh, situation or who isn't. In my research on this, I I found <laughs> on Reddit, I found a bunch of people who had problems with this that, you know. Really? Yeah. There was either, you know, some guy fell in love with uh, the NPC and the GM was like, this NPC thinking this NPC is not, it's an NPC that I've named and want to keep, keep around and I don't want this. So he was like, what do I do? <laughs> And so people were giving him advice, and I was like, "Going well, if it's an NPC, let let the player have him, right?" No, he didn't want to. <laughs> Why? He thought it was weird, he, and the guy was acting weird, and he wasn't sure how to handle it. So, wow. So I don't know. For me, then the, the <laughs> advice was just to have the NPC turn him down and that kind of thing, and role play it. Right? One guy said, "Kill off the NPC," and one guy said, <laughs> <laughs> "Well, you know." If you're if anybody's uncomfortable, you just take it off screen, right? You say, okay, you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna delve into this. That was the other thing, right? right you're yeah. just gonna say, okay, so you guys are involved, whatever that entails. We don't have to t talk about details about that. And I'm not talking about that sordid romantic type of stuff. I'm talking about the I courtly know what romance, you're talking right? About, yes. you know, right. I'm talking about you know Arthurian legend type. I'm of I'm just telling romance. you what I read and that yeah, it that was kind that. Of that's why I say be cautionary. It's a cautionary tale. <laughs> it's a cautionary tale. But I think if you have do, done right and be careful and obviously don't, you know, bug people and do it to the wrong people. Don't be weird. Yeah, don't be weird. That adding a romance, romance to uh, RPG in whatever aspect will enhance the, our, the role playing aspects of the game and make it more believable world. So like right, right now, my players, like I said, they're all single i don't think any of them ever expressed any romantic uh, uh interest in anything else other than acquiring wealth and killing monsters the few things that i've done is add romantic interest to them or people who are interested in them and of course they were quickly turned down and ran away that's what yeah, happens you know. when you play with teenage boys <laughs> what can i say <laughs> yeah, right so if you think this is a good idea for your game i would wholeheartedly do a little bit of research do a little bit of a uh, of, of thinking and then and you know your players yes. most likely, so you know who would be, who would, who would find it amusing and like to role play that kind of thing. Correct. Versus who would just go, ew. So. Correct. And if you want to add intrigue and stuff, then you could do the secret things that Saul's done. Yes. You know, handing people notes and things like that. Cool. People like to know things about other characters, by the way, that not everybody knows. So. Yes. It makes the game more interesting. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. Have a good day.